Welcome everyone to this episode of this one time at OU. Excited today to have the general manager on from Athens' favorite radio station, ACRN. Welcome Nate. Hi. And welcome Roz. How are you, Roz? Hi, Tim. Hi, Nate. I'm doing great. So uh, happy to learn more about ACRN. I do remember listening to it more, or somewhat, when we were there. We're a little bit older than you, Nate. We're uh, we're uh, '90s graduates, let's just say. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> some some time before me, <laughs> young at heart. Uh, one question: When I was uh, looking at. Uh, ACRN's website, which is pretty awesome, and it has all these reviews of albums and movies, is what is the radio station's main genre, shall we say? What music do you guys play? So um, that's what I really kind of like about uh, the station is that it's so all over the place. Uh, All of our members are kind of these big music nerds that all have different uh, tastes, in music and so uh we have all these subgenres. when you're on kind of the dj when you're driving the the channel uh you can jump into country you can jump into classic rock uh lots of uh, new hip-hop lots of new indie and uh everyone kind of has their unique take and that's why uh, uh we give all these different dj slots out because everyone goes on there and they just play whatever uh, whatever the hell they want that's pretty cool so it's all up to the dj uh, yeah, for the most part. We have a uh, regular, we call them college rock hours, that plays most of the day. And that's our rotation music. So it's um, whatever our music team uh, decides is on rotation at the time or whatever. You know, We're getting pumped out from uh, local record uh, labels and the such. Um, and then uh, we have so our specialty So that's what's playing hours. when you're in class and exactly that, when yeah. you're being students. <laughs> <laughs> when we're... When he, no one's driving it, there's someone sitting there just uh, to press the buttons. Right. But, uh, and then we, uh, sorry, and then we do our specialty hours. So that's kind of our, our veteran DJs get specialty hours, and they get to kind of plug in and do an hour of whatever's on their mind. Who gets, at the, po- who gets the post-bar slot, like the 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. slot? Uh, we have... Uh, we haven't typically done a lot of, of late night. We're limited by um, when we can get into our station because we have to abide by uh, Baker Center's um, open policies. But we do do a few uh, overnights. So we'll have all the DJs in the station for an all-nighter and sit there and do specialty hours from 10 p.m. until they finally unlock the doors in the morning and let us out. Oh, that's funny. You're limited by the building's hours. <laughs> Because I had friends that worked there, and they, I remember late nights, they had great stories of going in there and, like you said, spending a lot of time there. But I didn't realize it was limited by hours. Well, Nate, tell us about yourself. Are you, um, where are you from? Yeah, so um, I grew up in uh, Dublin, Ohio, just outside of Columbus, and I came to OU. I wanted to go to a city school really bad. It was kind of my goal uh, when I graduated high school, but then I... Uh, found OU and, and different reasons pulled me uh, here, and I, like you guys always say, I, f- I fell in love with Athens and OU, and I, that a piece of me will definitely be here when I leave. Wow, so you even gave up the city college dream. Yeah. 
Well, if you're talking about Ohio State, there's really no choice between OU and Ohio State. Oh, Columbus, Columbus born and raised. I, I couldn't go to OSU. Too close to home. For sure. Now, um, what year are you in? Uh, so I'm a senior now. I'll graduate in May, fortunately. Um, and I, uh, I study business here, which is uh, untypical of ACRN. We're all music students, media students, journalism, and I'm kind of this uh, one-out uh, business guy. They're all wondering why I didn't join a fraternity. fraternity. Well, that's right. why you're the general that's manager, that. keeping it straight. Yeah. <laughs> now, but, where did you live at OU? Did you start out the traditional one or two years in the dorm, then, then move to a house? Yeah, so I don't know what it was like when you were there, but we're required two years in the dorms. Uh, so I lived in Reed Hall my freshman year and then lived in Bromley Hall uh, the first semester of my sophomore year. And then uh, I managed to weasel my way out of uh, living in the dorms half a year by uh, studying abroad. Awesome. Roz, do we have to stay there two years? Um, yes, we did. Because I remember my friends uh, had to get out of it to get a place. Um, they, they said that they needed a bathtub for a skin condition. <laughs> so there's ways to get out of it. <laughs> that is funny. Well, hey, Nate, tell us about studying abroad. Uh, yeah, where'd you Lon- go? London. London was awesome. And it actually, uh, it, it, it pulled me even closer to ACRN because I got involved with ACRN, uh, right when I got to, uh, OU, I kind of heard about it. Um, exploring different Facebook pages and websites, and I, I had a passion for music and found them, and uh, they drove that kind of interest further. And I did uh, the Fine Arts London study abroad that OU puts on every spring, and it, it's an insane experience because what you do is you go and you live uh, in the very heart of London, uh, central London, across the street from the British Museum, and then three nights a week we're off to uh, different venues, concert halls, uh, museums. Uh, it, it was like a three-month uh, European vacation is how they set it up, and then you just have to write papers the whole time. Damn, that sounds awesome. I would have loved that. Uh, yeah, when Roz and I were there, we took we studied abroad and went to Stroud's Run or maybe Lancaster. That's about as far as we got. I know. I never did that study abroad thing. I should have. <laughs> well, so London really, the, you know, London's such a big music scene that got you more into music. Yeah, uh, live especially. I actually um, was in London when I first applied uh, for my first exec position with ACRN. I had to Skype call into that. I was doing virtual environment uh, before any of this pandemic stuff hit. Oh, wow. And, uh, um, ended up getting the position, heading transition online, and I was in charge of promotions as one of the departments uh, that we have at ACRN. And uh, there I was in charge of booking all the concerts. So I was in London, this Hugh music scene, uh, getting ready and talking to people to book shows at the Union and Casa Nueva back in Athens. <laughs> That's pretty wild. You ever listen to Sleaford Mods? That's my favorite uh English band right now. Uh, I haven't uh, heard, heard of them, but I'm check them out. Sure sure they're great. Check them out. Yeah. They're like the working man's. Uh, it, it's different. It's kind of like a emo punk, if there is such a thing. Oh wait, that's uh, one of our big genres for ACRN. Lots of lots of emo, lots of punk. It, um, 
ACRN was all cable, as I mentioned, which was kind of unique, and we had a gentleman on that was telling us why that happened, and then it was limited after it went, uh, before that, it was limited to each green had actually had its own radio station, its own broadcast, and then it went cable. Um, do you know much about the history? When did it switch from cable to typical broadcast? Uh, well, I don't know the story behind cable to broadcast. I knew we were on, uh, I think it was 99.3 up until the, maybe it was the late 90s, early 2000s. And then uh, either someone with a, a bright idea wanted to get ahead of the times or, or the funding went down. Uh, we uh, changed then and still have been in internet broadcast. So we broadcast through uh, just a link on our site uh, or through the FX radio app. Well, I didn't know that. So you don't have a tower that broadcast? No, everything's, uh, everything's online, online, which um, makes it a little bit difficult to pull our audience, but it does give us the advantage of you can listen to ACRN uh, wherever you are. So it's we're not bound by any geographical territory. And I can tell you from the Facebook pages and the research we do, there's a strong alumni group and people really like ACRN. Everyone, it seems like it was a great place to work, particularly, you know, as a student. Is it part of your class at all or is it just for fun? Uh, I, I never did anything with ACRN as part of um, an academic project. Uh, so really just for fun, it was the first reason I joined it and why I definitely still do it. Uh, but we have a really, really strong alumni network uh, that loves to get involved. This year's really big for us because it's ACRN's fiftieth anniversary. anniversary. So, so in the in spring, the sp we're trying to plan a big event uh, for fifty years, and I've been talking to kind of our alumni society uh, uh, directors about um, originally getting people down here, but now looking at uh, some kind of virtual uh, get all the alumni involved again. Well, I think we should have it in person. By then, the, the COVID will have a vaccine. Hopefully, it'll be gone by then. Uh, please invite Roz and Right, I right. <laughs> I have a son who's a junior there. Um, so I'm going to tell him he better listen to ACRN. But, um, right, uh, I was going to ask, I was going to say with COVID, I feel like maybe more people are listening to you. Do you know if, if your listen listenership is up? <laughs> Uh, well, our listenership is down presently oh, because we're continuing to have not less people, less uh, broadcast. We uh, were broadcasting through a service called NiceCast. They're just kind of in the comms world. They were the standard uh, for internet streaming for a while. And then they went out of business because uh, internet radio isn't a huge thing. It's all about podcasts now. I don't know if you guys have really heard much about yeah podcasts. yeah there's some people yeah, that like those yeah. a little familiar <laughs> that like those <laughs> but it's funny you say that because we're on a, the podcast the host we use was really strong two years ago because we do ours remotely and now they're just barely hanging on so that that industry changes and i'm sure it's the same with the internet radio yeah and it's been it's been successful thus far we just have to switch distributors is the uh, only issue and that's going fairly smoothly uh so our stream should be back up uh sometime before the start of next semester we're hoping uh in the meantime though that's why it's going smoothly yeah in the meantime we've kind of had to be creative uh with how we get members involved and how we put out 
uh, content because uh, even more than our broadcast, our biggest kind of where we get our notoriety on campus has been those live events and concerts that we hold at uh, the Union, at Casa Nueva, um, at Galbraith Chapel from time to time. And we haven't been able to hold those either with, with uh, the, uh, the situation. situation. What about Mimad? So, is it still a concert venue? Mamad is a concert venue. The CIC puts a lot of stuff uh, through there. So does uh, Brick City did a showcase there, a virtual showcase uh, filmed out of Mamad. Uh, th- we don't really go through there, uh, A, because it's expensive uh, to rent that venue. And, and it's not totally our audience, really, is a, as to have a, a, a school function per se. Uh, we've always found a lot of success uh, dragging students to a, a kind of a, a bar, bar scene. scene. Yeah. Uh, it's more fun there. Yeah. We were there. I think uh, the replacements played. Elvis Costello played. Uh, so it was it was a good place to see a show just because they had big names. I think that if a big name, big larger name was coming, they played there. Yeah. Uh, while I've been here, they've had uh, Waka Flocka, uh, Sean Kingston. Uh, I saw a Pink Floyd cover band uh, on Dad's Weekend last year. Roz saw that same one at Mom's Weekend, right, Roz? Union? <laughs> oh, yeah, the Union? No, this they saw the Dad's Weekend. They had it in the uh, Mod. Dad's Weekend, they put it in the Mod. But I, I yeah, didn't the Union had them. one for Mom's Weekend, like two years ago. That was really that was a fun thing, cross-generational thing to see. <laughs> and we love the, I love the, seeing the new Union and with that big pack back patio at the nice big area it's way different than when we were there boy <laughs> boy <laughs> but the union was always the seven nights a week uh live music and, they, and we've had some folks on from from there and it seems to still be keeping that going they do they, they, they that is uh what i consider the best music hall in athens i they have a phenomenal stage um that actually came uh kind of uh, counterintuitively uh the year before i arrived uh union street burned down uh including the union and in casa nueva and they had to rebuild that whole strip from like the bike path um up to the union and uh thanks to the insurance money from the fire they were able to build it up uh more attuned to a concert venues they have a better stage better sound equipment uh, and a better patio than than they did before. So a, a tragic accident, but it, it worked out for, them. for them. And we, when we were there, there was a big pole that was right in the center of the stage. Well, a little off to the left if you're looking at the stage. And that was always awkward because you're dancing and then you couldn't always see around it. And that's been since been removed. So they, they did a good job in the redesign. Now, are you in a band? I, I am, am not, not in a band. I've spent uh, more time... At OU, supporting musicians than than playing music of my own. I do like to uh, uh, fiddle around on, on the guitar. Do you think you're gonna have a pursue a career in music? I sound like your aunt now. That's what I love. <laughs> <to do. laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> That's the idea. OU has a really great uh, program for that, and, and ACRN has driven that home uh, really well. Like I said, we have a strong uh, alumni society. Who I, we've been able to talk to you as as an organization as much as just yeah i see music producing in your future that's where the real power lies (laughs) the money (laughs) promoter um how does that work because 
OU, I mean, they've had big bands from Zeppelin, the Grateful Dead at the Convo to, you know, everything in between at the Union. Where do you go get bands? Is it part of a circuit? Uh, so we kind of do a variety of, sh- typically we do a variety of shows. Uh, when I was promoting, uh, we had, um, we were going to have bands like Heart Attack Man from Cleveland. Uh, we pulled in um, Grand Ace from Cincinnati, a uh, hip-hop artist. And then we always use a lot of local acts to support whoever we're able to drag in from either the region or, or the touring circuit. Uh, but it's been a, a lot different this year because we haven't been able to hold those events that are typically uh, our, our biggest claim to fame. And, and so what we've kind of done instead is develop our, our Battle of the Bands event into, into something a little new. Uh, typically, what we do is we grab eight local artists uh, and we throw them up 15 minutes at a time at the union and have them hash it out for 125 bucks. Uh, the whole crowd gets to vote for who their favorite is. Uh, we and we it's our biggest fundraiser, so it's, it's this big event. We sell out the union, we we'll have a line out the door, and we raise all this money that supports the organization uh, for the rest of the year. But we've had to rethink it this year uh, because we couldn't hold it at the union. And so what we've actually done is is really utilize our um, like you said, our audio production department has been sweating and grinding. Uh, to get our new virtual battle of the bands produced, and that's what uh, we have premiering this Friday. Uh, so what we've done is we've taken, like we usually do, grab a bunch of local acts, a couple from uh, the surrounding areas, and we set them all up um, outdoors. So we had uh, a band go up to the ridges, we plugged them at the ridges, uh, we had a band at the baseball field um, down Schaefer, we uh, threw a band up uh, at the pond, uh, I think it's Walton Pond or, or something along the lines, uh, just outside the uh, sports center, between the sports center and, and Baker Center. And we recorded all these, uh, what would typically be an in-studio performance, so you know, kind of like a tiny desk concert, you're filming them play in a room. Uh, but we've taken them outside and we film and, and record them playing outside, and we've mashed up... Um, these five different bands, uh, local to Athens or otherwise, and we're doing this big premiere on Friday. We're going to stream all their sets and uh, set up a service where everyone can vote on their favorite band, uh, similar to how it would be live, but now online. That sounds awesome. I am. That is great way to adjust because that, I mean, music is, Roz is a big music fan as well as I am. Roz tours the country going to all kinds of shows, and it's it's great to keep that. That was certainly a part of Athens I remember most. Yeah, we kind of had to, because we weren't sure how to design it at first, and then, uh, I don't know, is uh, Nelsonville Music Festival familiar? Oh, yes. Familiar I've, I've never been, but my friend that lives in Athens uh, always tells me I need to go and how great it is. And we're also friends with uh, Chris Beaster. You probably know him. He's your your uh, classic old timer Athens musician. Do you know who he is? Uh, I'm not. Completely he does an open night at Casa. He plays I think, at Casa every like week. He plays at Chris, Casa. Yes. Okay. Old hippie type guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all. They all are. Uh, Josh and him. They put on yeah, he's a he's a great guitarist, I think. So, anyways, I I know from him the Nelson Music Festival. So, uh, is that where you got the idea? Yeah. 
It was because they ended up doing uh, over the summer. They did the exact same thing where they couldn't hold the festival itself, and so they actually teamed up with uh, the OU media department and the sound production students to record all these sessions for all these bands that were going to play, including Camp, uh, which was really awesome. And then just uh, premiered it one day after after it was all finished, and it turned out really well. And so we were like, we're going to steal that idea. Yeah, and, uh, all the great ideas are stolen. So, you're a business major. You know that. That's for you're sure. A business major. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, ACRN. Uh, I guess there's no W in it because it's not broadcast. I'm not even sure what W. Like you think most radio stations have a W before? Yeah, they, they have those WRKCs families. So it does have. I mean, is it WACRN? And everyone just calls it ACRN. No. So th- those uh, tags kind of get thrown on those those family radio stations. Um, that was kind of like an older tradition to do. ACRN is completely independent, so we we don't ha- our our tag is mostly just an acronym for what uh, ACRN stands for, which is the All Campus Radio Network. The Lobster, where the lobster lives, or home of the lobster, or something. We are the Rock Lobsters. Um, I, the story passed down to me is that we knew we were ACRN and we wanted a mascot. Um, and we went well. Well, Acorn. Let's be. Uh, let's do something squirrel related. Athens. I know. I always thought works. of it as like Acorn. And then we found out the. Referred to it as. <laughs> but we we very. Uh, it's it's sacrilegious now to oh. call it Acorn, uh, because the BG um, radio station their mascot is the black squirrels, oh. and we couldn't be associated God, no. with that so we had to come up with our own little niche <laughs> there you go it doesn't have to do with the b-52 song it doesn't have to do with the b-52 song <laughs> yeah that's what we heard Rock from Rock someone Star. else on the podcast um <laughs> i know it's like putting the w in front of uh the radio station is like typing www before a uh website these days you don't do it anymore <laughs> no now, is it university-run, so you don't have advertisers, correct? Or do you? So, we're a student organization, so we are under uh, the university. Uh, we, because we're a public station, we have the potential for uh, underwriting advertisements, uh, which are basically just advertisements with a little bit stricter rules. Uh, Brought so to you by the Ford Foundation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, who are your underwriters? Uh, we've worked with uh, Casa Nueva in the past. Uh, we have some old recordings from from Wings Over. Uh, it, the funding, like I said, has kind of dropped off, and we'll be revamping, reshooting out our underwriting uh, pushes come uh, whenever we can get the broadcast back up. We'll send one to us, all right? So, Absolutely. Nate, you're a senior. Any favorite memories from your time in Athens and OU, music-related or not? Oh, um, my all-time favorite memory was uh, way back. To, I mean, I've had a lot of memories, but I always come back to way back my freshman year, uh, right after I joined ACRN. We held uh, the first uh, Lobster Fest, is our huge annual festival uh, that we do in the spring, uh, kind of towards like right before exam week. We'll give everyone one last hurrah with Lobster Fest, and we'll do a free show at the Union. And my freshman year, they booked uh, some artists. Uh, Injury Reserve, uh, JPEG Mafia, 
and the crowd at the union uh, maybe it i don't know if those names be familiar to you the younger music nerds at acrn are really wild about these guys and so it was an absolute just wild pit at the union everyone shoving each other throwing each other around it was just a lot of energy for was one there space blood? And, and it was like a classic <laughs> i hear it's not, that not I saw, a real punk blood. concert if you don't get bloody <laughs> exactly but yeah i uh my freshman year, I was all sad to go to a city school, and then we were able to hold a big concert like that. And I was like, I don't even need a city. Enough people here. He made the right choice. That's so nice. <laughs> That's so nice. Any experiences that uh, you just like, you, you woke up and like, wow, I can't believe that happened last Um. Uh, well, uh, we had a, a, a fun Halloween here, uh, as low-key as it was just a few people over but the thing that wowed me can't believe that happened last night is i walked out to my front porch and our entire outdoor set of stairs had uh, completely collapsed and was on the ground in front of me about six feet below and i came to found out that uh my uh, a little bit larger friend had taken a tumble down them the night before so that was fun to wake up to good thing you noticed it holy cow Yeah, you always feel bad. I had an aunt once who sat in a chair and it broke. And then in another uh, engagement, she sat again and it broke. I'm like, oh, that's just got to kind of feel bad. Like, you know, you sit and keep breaking (laughs) chairs. This guy broke a whole staircase. Yeah, he took it down with him. Oh, man, and you missed it. That was probably pretty funny when it happened. (laughs) I wish I'd been there. What would you say, Roz and I always like to ask, what's your favorite part about Athens or OU? Uh, my absolute uh, favorite part about Athens has to be just the um, community of it, because I grew up in a city environment, and, and to wake up, um, you know, whatever day, feeling however you might feel after a night in Athens, no uh, Casa Nueva, um What's the other one? Uh, hangover Easy Now uh, are never too far away to, to come to your rescue. Oh, right. And no, no judgment right. going on, too, which is kind of nice. Yeah, there's no uh, shame in having a good time in Athens, for sure. No, right. not, not that experience. brick-lined Court Street. Uh, nothing like it. <laughs> even even in the, the virus, at least, uh, you know, it's still it's got to be kind of nice to be a little more empty and um, but I was happy to hear that all the students are coming back in January. So hopefully you'll have a good spring semester. I hope so too. Yeah. And, uh, at a quieter Athens is, isn't a terrible Athens. I, I spent a couple summers here now and, uh, those have almost been the better times than during the school year when you feel like, you know, the town's all to yourself. Right. Everyone agrees with that too. I spent one right. summer there. We had friends that stayed summers and, and winter breaks because it's such a long winter break. Well, back to the ACRN, what are your future plans as general manager? Do you have any kind of legacy hopes, any big changes you want to make? Uh, Yeah, so um, when I came in, you know, I was looking at kind of either the internet broadcast things. One of the big things uh, we're looking for, uh, applying for funding uh, and looking to get started is our own podcast. Um, Hopefully getting uh, our DJs, our productions, and our members in general, just some experience with uh, some technology they can take uh, into a, a more realistic career path. Uh, not a whole lot of jobs in radio anymore, but uh, media is a 
plenty thriving industry. And if we can give uh, those members, you know, that kind of experience, it it looks better on us. Definitely. Something like this one time at ACRN. <laughs> All the best <laughs> ideas right. are stolen. So. And the conversation goes full circle. <laughs> well, Nate, we really appreciate you having you on the show. And uh, it's great. And ACRN um, is, is just a staple. It, as I mentioned in earlier, just a fabric of OU and glad that you're a part of it. And uh, just we can tell by talking to you, you're, it's, you're leaving it in good hands and making it a better place. So you have to feel good about that. It's uh, it's felt good so far. I hope, hope nothing happens. Yeah, good luck side. with uh, your event this weekend and everyone go to acrn.com. Check it out. Thanks. It out. Well, thanks everyone. And thanks, Roz. And thanks, Nate. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Yeah.